which is the experiential aspect of walking this journey in solitude and in community. Am I loud enough? Am I echoey? I'm great. Perfect. (laughs) Okay, we're going to be on pages 9 and 10 in your booklets. And I first want to say thank you to Matt for taking us back through the biblical basis for this inner transformation process of what's called spiritual formation, sanctification, discipleship. You know, I know it's really easy to come in and say, yeah, yeah, I know all this. I've heard it a million times before. But I think the truth is that it's really important to set the stage over and over again because this metaphor of the journey is really all-encompassing in nature. It includes all of who we are. And so, Matt, I appreciated the round of applause you got, and I think you did a great job. Amen? All right. I also appreciated Gabby's great awareness exercise to get us started to realize that um, we have a lot of similarities in the midst of our diversity. It's that's really important because we're on this journey together, all of us together as the body of Christ at Cedar Mill and even as a part of the bigger C church in the world. We're all different. We're all at different places on the path with Jesus, yet we're drawn together by him and this journey that we are all on toward becoming like him in our inner being. And like any journey that we take, it's important to stop, as Matt said, and to take note of where we've been and where we're headed, especially in light of where we want to be. So we're going to do that tonight together because, as has been said as well, and Matt's really good drawing here, that the spiritual journey was never intended to be experienced in isolation, but rather as a part of community in fellowship with other Jesus followers. So in a few moments, we're going to engage in a short but important spiritual conversation with someone based on those questions that we sent out to you last week and asked you to reflect on in advance. Reflect in solitude first with the Lord and now in community. But before we do that, as Matt also said, we need to be prepared to offer one another what's called soul hospitality. So, soul hospitality, what in the world is that? Henry Nguyen, in his book Reaching Out, says, it's a fundamental attitude toward our fellow human being. It's the creation of a free space where the stranger can enter and become a friend instead of an enemy. He goes on to say that to be present to you, I must be prepared temporarily to be absent to me. That's important because soul hospitality creates that space that's necessary for spiritual growth. Let me say that again. Soul hospitality creates that space for spiritual growth. 
So in preparation for these spiritual conversations, I want to first bring you back to those questions that we sent out to you last week that I referred to a minute ago. They're on pages 9 and 10 in your booklet. You were asked to spend about an hour reflecting on these questions with the Lord and journaling your responses. The questions related to life experience, who really knows you and can speak into your life in a spiritual way, and where you're headed spiritually. So to help us remember where we were in that reflection, we're going to do a spiritual exercise called the Prayer of Examine. How many of you are familiar with the Prayer of Examine? A few. Good. Well, the Prayer of Examine is a prayer of review. It's typically a short reflection with God to go back over your day, recall events, take notice of feelings, become aware of the ways in which God was especially present to you. It helps us to not only detect God's presence, but it also helps us to discern his direction. There are many variations of the prayer of examine. There are many variations of the prayer of examine. And tonight we're going to use it to help us in our reflections. It's really an ancient practice in the church, and it's that opportunity to see God's hand in our whole experience. So I'd ask you to get your journals ready and open. I'm going to lead us through this exercise in the first person. And you, of course, will be the I. Make sense? All right. So I'm going to ask you to get as comfortable as you can in your chairs. Take a couple of deep breaths in and out. Close your eyes. Relax. Let all the tensions slip away. Be still and know that you are in the presence of God. Jesus, I long for you. I call to you, and you are near. In your presence is peace. Holy Spirit, I am dependent on you this evening as I review my spiritual life. Help me in my examine. Give me eyes to see and ears to hear. I want to see my spiritual life, my attitudes, my behaviors, my practices, I want to see it for what it is, not for what I would like it to be. Take a moment and look back peacefully and see what comes to mind. Trust that the Holy Spirit will help you see what the Father wants to show you.
looking at my spiritual life, what do I want to thank God for? What gifts have I received? As I review my spiritual life, Lord, help me examine my actions, my attitudes, my thoughts, and my emotions. Show me where I have walked in the beauty of your grace and where you are growing me. Take a moment to simply look again at the questions on pages 9 and 10. Show me where I have lived in my own agenda, my own ego. God is always present in our lives to bring about our greatest good and the good of others. Become aware of when you felt most in tune with God, when you most fully cooperated with God. Become aware of when you felt out of tune with God. Try not to be judgmental, but simply to notice. Where have I not responded to God?
Thank you, Lord, that as I examine my strengths and my weaknesses, my victories and my failures, you are near. Jesus, I confess to you my sins of omission and commission, and I thank you for forgiveness. As I continue on this evening, I affirm your presence with me. Amen. All right. Now, for the next few minutes, we're going to engage in that spiritual conversation with someone. So I'm going to ask you to pair up, preferably with someone you don't ordinarily pair up with, so that you can share. So in your personal reflection time, you were asked to consider three life events or experiences that have shaped who you are today. For purposes of these conversations tonight, only share one, because you're only going to have five minutes. (laughs) So the first set of questions um, are on the board. And so each person is going to have five minutes to share and then I'll tell you when time is drawing near so that you can you know, change places and the other person will have the opportunity. So the first question, this first set of questions that you're, you're, you're going to engage is what is one life event or experience that has shaped who I am today? Maybe you see it as a turning point. Who are three people who really know me and can speak into my life in a spiritual way. And where would these people say they have seen the most spiritual growth in me? Make sense? Does everybody, does it make sense? Okay, this set of questions, the first set of questions, you're gonna get into pairs. And you're gonna each have five minutes to share your answers to these questions with that other person. Is that making sense back there now? Okay. So, pair up. Does anybody not have a partner? All right. Okay, we're going to do the same thing for the second set of questions. And I think these questions are a little bit more difficult, a little bit tougher. Okay, so the spiritual journey involves a vision to become more and more like Jesus in every aspect of my life, my being and my doing. Growth requires intentionality and practice. So, looking at my spiritual journey so far, if I continue to have exactly the same attitudes, behaviors, and practices that I am utilizing today for the next five years, what changes will have occurred? What kind of person will I be? Where am I most intentional in my spiritual journey 
where am I least intentional in my spiritual journey? Okay, so let's do the same thing. Pair up. Five minutes. Go. Chatting, <laughs> engaging with one another is just great. So I don't know whether you noticed, but what I wanted to acknowledge was that we did this sequence very intentionally. We sent out these questions in advance to ask you to spend time with the Lord in solitude going over these questions. And then we came together so that we could all experience a spiritual practice of the prayer of examine. And then we turned to engage in community. So I'm wondering, for those of you who actually participated in advance and did your homework, spent that time with the Lord, came in, participated in a prayer of examine, and then engaged these questions with someone, what difference did it make? Changed your answers. <laughs> Did the Holy Spirit change your answers or you just changed your answers? <laughs> okay, two changed their answers. Interesting. The freedom to share because I had already laid it out before the Lord, so it didn't feel bad. It was just what it was. A freedom to share because you had already laid it out before the Lord, and it was just that's what the answers were. That's what he gave you. That's good. Doug? Made you realize you're not so much different than anybody else. That's good. So it was encouraging rather than discouraging to realize that you are on a journey and these obstacles that you face are opportunities for growth. Good. You could really listen to what your partner was saying because you weren't trying to formulate your answers in advance. Very good. Yes. You could be totally honest. You didn't worry about the answer. You had already thought about it, and it was what it was. Good. <laughs> You're not the only one that could be a better Christian. Amen. Yes. Go ahead. Um, you renounced the lie that others will judge us because you were afraid to share that You renounced the lie that you were afraid to share because someone would judge you, and then here you were feeling safe enough to share. Oh, that's great. Thank you. Anybody else? Okay, so you might be wondering. Well, be, before we do that, 
I want to encourage you that as we kind of, you know, move out of this segment of those questions, don't let this be the only time you engage in these questions. These are important questions, and the truth is that as influencers, you just might have a sacred opportunity to engage these kinds of questions with somebody else that's on the journey. And the truth is you might be the only person who engages these kind of questions with someone else on the journey. That makes sense? You know, and you might even become contagious. So that would be cool. Okay, so you might be wondering, why do we spend so much time on this? Well, these are the kinds of things that make the journey. These are the things that form us. These are the things that Jesus wants us to pay attention to. It's not just about what I'm doing. It's about who I'm becoming on the inside. So what if everyone was captivated by Christ in these kinds of questions for themselves and even for others? So what if we just dream for a couple of minutes? What if everyone at Cedar Mill was thinking about acting on and living into these kinds of questions as a part of the map for their own life, their own journey, and the lives of others at Cedar Mill. What if? What would that look like? No dreamers? There would be more transparency in our community gatherings. Good. Less judgmental. People would people would feel more open to being vulnerable with other people. Good. Be more forgiving. We'd be more attractive to the outside world. Somebody over here? Kindness would reign. Cool. <laughs> that was really good. That was the contagious part. Did anybody get to hear what he said? Praise God. That was good. <laughs> that was good. Anybody else? Those are great dreams. Really great dreams. Really worthy dreams, wouldn't you say? Something, something kind of resembling an Acts 2 church. And I think as influencers... That dream can start with us. What do you say? Amen. Amen. Very good. Well, I just want to wrap up this portion to say great participation. I love hearing everybody engage. Really worthy dreams we share. Take them away with you. Think about it. 
And as we prepare for Sunday, we're going to have our closer, as we call him, Matt's going to come up here and kind of share where we've been and where we're going on Sunday. That's right. Thank you, Cookie. You're I welcome. told you you'd like her. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I just stress again to you that what we, you have in your book is actually a tool not just to keep up with what we're doing tonight, but it can be an ongoing uh, tool in your spiritual life for you as we model uh, the prayer of examine and some, just some great reflective questions. Reflection is an important spiritual discipline. So, and so is community and transparency with one another. Let me, let me, uh, let me sweep or close. I don't know. I, Mary Kalesi has been doing this all summer. I call her the sweeper. I'm just the closer. So um, he, he, here's what I want to say um, to you. Tonight... It's kind of like a packing the bags. Um, it says we haven't, we're just, we're getting rolling. We're just getting started. Tonight's like the beginning of, in a series or a sequence. And so we're just kind of getting started with a lot more to come. And when there's a lot more to come, you anticipate. And so uh, let me just give you a few things to anticipate, uh, not only for Sunday, but also for the months uh, to come. So some things to look ahead for. Uh, first of all, where are we here? Is this up? All right couple things to anticipate. First thing to anticipate. Uh, journey launch training, like I said, is, is kind of an anticipation of what's coming in the fall. We are going to be doing a series, I think we're going to call it Emmaus, uh, a conversation on growing in Christ-likeness. If that's not what we call it, um, you're a small number of people, and um, just don't come at me. Uh, so uh, that's probably what we're going to call it. So uh, it, this is our, our fall series, and it's a habit around here now to make our fall teaching series uh, a series that we ask every community group in the church to participate in. And so we give community groups a lot of kind of leeway over the course of the year uh, to kind of study and focus on what they want, except once a year during the fall semester, we ask every community group to say, make your focus our, t- our fall teaching series and, and make your content, the discussion questions around the, the teachings that we're doing on Sunday mornings. So I uh, want you to begin leaving this place tonight with an anticipation of participating in that in the fall, uh, because that series is, is really, it's about this, and it's going much deeper into it, and we need to work this kind of stuff into the fabric of our community, into the fabric of our re- relationships at, uh, as a church, and so be looking forward to be participating in a fall group, maybe leading a fall group, and, uh, and connecting this to, to the series we're going to do. So, uh, it's, a, it's a great chance to work further into uh, the journey together. Uh, the next thing to anticipate is, again, just coming right out of this last experience. Um, hopefully you experienced safety and grace and just the gospel in the eyes of another person tonight as you just got to be with one another and experience Christ in one another just through grace and listening and and sharing the truth of what he's up to in your life. So as you experience that tonight, we would like you to anticipate being in on more of that. So what if this was a church just known by, by you know, safe relationships, safe people? We would be a safe place to be real and to also to be transformed. Uh, and so uh, we want to be the kind of the ch- church that grows safe people. Uh, that, that That's really the only way we can actually journey well, um, if, if we're safe to journey together. You know, nobody wants to walk on a journey that they're like, I think you might stab me at any minute. <laughs> like, that's, that's weird. Like, no, you're like, 
Yeah, I'd rather walk alone, thank you very much. So, um, and unfortunately, a lot of Christians end up there, right? Because we get damaged. We damage each other. And so we prefer to walk alone. And then eventually, maybe we don't walk at all. And so the importance of being safe is, is just so profound. So let, let's, let's do that. Let's be that. Um, let's be, be sure to treat the stuff that's been shared with you tonight as sacred stuff. Can we do that? Good. And anticipate more of that. Um, next thing to anticipate would be this, uh, just the significance of, um, being different yet one. Gabby started off, off tonight just with recognizing that difference is so often, uh, felt as negative and yet what if it's positive? You know, it's interesting to me that, um, th- this is a dimension of the journey for us, um, that the New Testament is, is written in the context of just, it's always addressed to these communities of people who are cross-pressured by difference. You have Jews and Gentiles and the the very first kind of issue that the church has to deal with besides persecution is how do we deal with people who are really different than us? You get Acts 15 and the church is going, what are we doing with Gentiles? And Right, and you read Romans, and it's it's about how did how does the gospel make us one, and it's profound. And so uh, we grow as we engage with people who can challenge us and and be different than us. And so let's anticipate more of that, not not just people who affirm our sameness. Uh, the journey is one that is full of difference and yet unity, which makes sense because we're following a trinitarian God. That God, in His essence, is actually one and three. There's difference in unity in him. So that's, that's exciting as we lean into who we are as a multi-ethnic and multi-generational church. That's just who we are. We're, just, we're, not, we're not a young hipster church. And sorry, we don't get to be an old fuddy-duddy church. We are a multi-generational church. And we're not, we're not a white church. We're not a Hispanic church. We, we have lots of people here in Beaverton from all over the globe and from all kinds of heritage. And we get to experience the richness of the gospel reflected across our difference. So, um, Next bit of anticipation has to do with the significance of uh, being together um, and mentoring across all men- ministries. So um, l- let me just say this to you. One, one of the great ways that journeying in Christ together plays out uh, is the significance of, of mentoring. Um, we, we, we hear this word, some of you hear mentoring, and you might have an em- emotive reaction to that. And you might react negatively, you might react positively. I, I don't know what your deal is with it, but um, the reality is we fulfill Christ's commission in Matthew 28 to go make disciples who obey all the teachings of Jesus, right? baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Um, we do that as we engage each other life on life, one-on-one intentionally. Um, so we're calling that mentoring because we just, well, you can come to the mentoring class to hear why. Uh, and we're going to offer a mentoring class here in September and October to take this stuff, the stuff of journeying forward. Okay. So we started the summer with journey launch training. The next step of the sequence is our mentoring class, which is really learning how to intentionally walk alongside other people Right, to grab a hand of somebody behind you on the journey and say, come follow Christ with me. Right? And also to learn how, how, to, how to come alongside them as, as one who listens rather than fixes and all, all kinds of great stuff. So if, if you're somebody who says, I, I need to grow 
and my ability to, to make disciples, um, to be a, a mentor in the way of Jesus, to help other people become apprentices in his way and live in his way, this is going to be a great opportunity. It's four weeks, the second, last two weeks of September, first two weeks of October, this fall, it's going to be really profound. Um, and, and so we'd like to dream about that. What if everyone, this is Mary's language, Mary Kalesi, what if Cedar Mill was one great big conga line? What if everyone could be connected, one hand to somebody behind them on the journey, one hand to somebody ahead of them on the journey? Right? Not chorus girls. We're not, we're not doing that, okay? No, we're, uh, that's awesome. Conga line. So, uh, yeah, we, we're really excited about the potential gospel impact if our church would take seriously the call to, to mentor and be mentored in the way of Jesus. Uh, what do you think about that? It's awesome, guys. Come on. All right. It's late. I get it. We're closing. Um, so, great big conga line. Uh, and then, and then uh, this, as we, um, last thing here, the last thing to anticipate this Sunday. Would you anticipate this over the next couple nights, um, reflecting on, on living a grace-empowered life and a grace-sustained life? Um, I, I am so excited for you guys to go to part two. Part one's exciting. You got to experience Cookie leading you into the exam, and, and hopefully you got to experience the voice of the Spirit tonight as you just sat with him, and then also just the grace of Christ in the body as you sat with each other. How profound is that? Um, then Sunday, Mary's going to share with you about how do we sustain this life? How do we live a fruitful life? Right? It's, it's one thing to, to journey with Jesus, but what that actually implies is that we become like him as, as a fruitful, kingdom-bearing community. And so she's going to talk about what does it look like to bear fruit, and how do we do that? And she's going to talk about living in grace, li- living a grace-saturated life, and, and really how we practice a life of grace-sustained fruitfulness. It's just, it's such good stuff. So um, come promptly at nine, because uh, she'll start at nine, and uh, it's going to be great. So just like get, get ready for it. Or 11, come promptly at 11. Um, we'd also encourage you to come, you know, come to do whatever you need to do. So, and if you, if you miss church, listen to the podcast, because it's going it's to be awesome. But yeah. Oh, yeah, 101. Sorry, thanks. 101 is the room across from the bathrooms. So, uh, downstairs. You good on that? Yep. All right. We told you we'd let you out of here at 9.30, didn't we? Before we pray oh. and, and end. Oh, oh, oh. First, Jim, you were to say something? I was about to be the good guy. You're being bad cop. No, it's only going to okay. be, a, it's okay. a simple, it's sort of okay. a good cop. Quick question. I'm going to let people know there's a couple of men that are going to be coming to church Sunday at 11. His name is Terry Barlow. Wow. And a kidney transplant. Oh. He's going to come here Sunday with his wife, Catherine. Cool. Don't shy away from love. Yes. The other guy is coming in, Bill Fitzsimmons. Mm-hmm. Going through his second round of chemo, he's got esophageal cancer. Hmm. Probably didn't say anything. Yeah. But anyway, he'll be here too with love. Cool. Okay. And, uh, love him. Don't avoid him. Come and tell him you love him. 100%.
That's great. Good. Thank you, Jim. You, want, you have a Yeah, I had a few things. I wanted to um, just kind of uh, follow up with what you were saying on Sunday and what Mary's going to be doing on the cycle of grace. And I know that there are some people in this room that have had some um, introduction into the cycle of grace, you know, short introductions, and so I don't want you to think that, yes, I've heard it. No, you haven't. Until hmm. you have heard Mary Kalesi teach you on the cycle of grace, you haven't heard it. So... Be there and be excited. I also want to tell you to bring your booklets. You will need your booklets on Sunday. And then one little housekeeping thing. Did everybody get to sign in so that we know who's coming when on Sunday? Did anybody not sign in? If not, they're on the back table. So please, on your way out, would you let us know? I just got to say, we told you 9.30, but we are letting you out at 9.10. You get to love us for the rest of your week. Um, Hey, thanks for being with us tonight. So thankful for giving up a Wednesday night. Uh, Go, be blessed. We'll see you. Oh, yeah, actually, let me, uh, I'm going to pray real quick for those two guys. All right. God, we bless you for being a good God, and we pray to you for these two brothers who are coming. Bring health and just fullness of life to these guys. Thank you for this community. Go with them. Sustain them by your grace, Lord Jesus. We love you. Amen. Amen. See you Sunday.